When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fatback 4 from the LFC Day Trippers. It is World Cup time, but we're throwing that to the side tonight, and we're going to talk some Liverpool Jurgen Klopp signings, and we're going to have a nice time doing it. With me is Shawnee, Keith, and Emmett. They've given me the top five. We will reveal them as we go through the show. I'm going to say it now. Please, one of you, remind me towards the end of the show to give away one of these LFC Day Tripper hats, because I know I'm going to forget, right? So one of you just remind me towards the end. Disclaimer, I had got 10 to give away. I now have five because I just gave five away to deserving kids instead of giving it to the adults in the chat. So kids, five kids have got them. Um, Sienna's Jeez. got one. Bobby's got one. Um, a lot of other kids have got them. So we're down to five. I'm going to give the five away this week. Keith, you look upset by this. No, no, no. The weekend after the toy show and all. What a week for the kids. It's <laughs> what bleeding. A week for the kids. It's all go. And if I can get Queevee and Kelleher to deliver them, I will. Um, but yeah. listen, well, I don't know. We don't get access like that despite what most people think. Um, no, do we not? No, no, no. We, we, we absolutely don't. But look, also, um, the link is in the description for Lydia getting her to five slash six K. Um, it's flying at the moment. It's up over four, I think, at the minute. But if we can get her there, it'd be absolutely brilliant. She's booked in for a surgery and endometriosis, I want to say, is the word. And I haven't looked her up in a week, so there you go. Um, but um, that's what she's suffering with. It's meant to be horrific. Um, she's booked in for surgery, so if we can get her to that target, it'd be absolutely amazing. So the link is in the description, and make sure you do that as well. Uh, Shawnee, how was your weekend? Good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Enjoyed that game today. Yeah. Uh, you enjoyed the World Cup overall? 
And um, now, to be honest, I've, I've I've found like I'm watching it, but I think a lot of the games have been shy. Right. Uh, I think I've been a lot of nil alls. There was a few decent results today. Um, seems to be sort of woke up where um, the underdogs are are doing bits, but um, yeah, watching Mbappe yesterday, fuck me, like he's ridiculous, isn't he? He's the supreme talent, like. He, He's the closest thing I've seen to R9 since R9. He's, like, the he thing about him is, boy, you know what like, you say about players, if they get a yard of space, you're in trouble. If he gives you, if you give him a yard of space, you might as well forget about it. He's just gone. It's yeah, madness, no, he's, it? he, he's brilliant. He's, and he's shown, he's shown other strings to his bow, like to, to his game. And this, he, you could see him being a bit of a playmaker as well at times for friends. So, to be honest with you, I think whoever beats France is gonna win is gonna win the World Cup. And um, from what I've seen so far, Spain and uh, Spain and Germany are great today. We got a good look at the L next gen, Pedri, Gavi and, and Musiala. So it, it's been a good tournament in terms of the younger players showing up. But I think if it wasn't for the younger players showing up, it would be pretty drab at the moment because other than the goat himself doing bits last night. Look, it's gonna be interesting. I don't know, like match day two. And nobody's really pulled up three, so I think the knockouts are going to be. There's a lot of them going down to the final game, which is good. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, there's yeah. there's not really many dead rubbers. You know, like there would have been if Spain won tonight, because Spain would have been true. But there's an awful lot of teams on four points. Like England are true unless they get hammered. But there's a lot of stuff going on in in the in the in in most of the groups, which is good to see. Keith, how's your weekend been? What what music are you listening to this weekend? Uh, um, I wasn't really listening. Busy weekend, you know. I said right. toy show was on. Uh, kids we were up to all hours. No, it wasn't. I didn't get an invoice. Surprisingly right. enough, um, didn't want the likes of me on there with me big bald angry face. <laughs> um, <laughs> now that was on. It, it's a nightmare. So I said before, I coach my young lads football team, and the morning after the toy show was a fucking disaster in junior football. Now people outside Ireland don't know what the toy show is. It's the the late late show, the longest running show, isn't it? The longest running longest running show um, in the world or something. Is it? Show in the world, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It's gone. And since so that's the, I want to say the sixties. Yeah, Michael, Nin- yeah, 1927, 1927. Michael Collins was the first host. On yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, now the, the morning after the toy show was always a nightmare. Kids were like zombies playing half nine kickoff out in the AOL. So I was out at that and then just chasing around, doing a few visits here, there, and everywhere, you know, getting getting ready for Christmas and things like that. So busy weekend. I the World Cup, so yeah, music, I haven't listened to much music. The World Cup's been on constantly in my house, but I'm being honest, like I've only watched the two Argentina games in full and the Spain-Germany one tonight. And I agree with Sean, you thought it was a great game, Spain-Germany. Um, but the World Cup isn't doing it for me. Uh, the, the time of year, I'm not getting, I'm not talking about the sort of whole political side of it, I'm just talking about it's winter, it's dark, it's dreary, the games aren't enticing me, too many players look way off it, I mean, I'm seeing bits of games, I've seen about 20 minutes of the Belgium game today, and they look bleeding atrocious, do you know what I mean, like Kevin De Bruyne, it might as well have Kevin De Bruyne is running around with an hour 35 Saturday side, that's what he's doing, Yeah, he is isn't he? But he's, well, he's not really running, in fairness. That, well, that's he's probably just said, fuck this, you know what I mean? Why am I running around when you are all bleeding, doing nothing? But um, you've, you've got, you've got like Sean, you said, young lads getting in there like Musiala and Pedri and Gavi, and we see Bellingham for England. But then you've got, say, okay, you know, 
like Phil Foden, I know he's not young, young, and Trent aren't young, young, but two of their most creative players, and they're not getting a blade minute on the pitch. And you know, it, it, it that sort of sums her up the drabness, you know what I mean, of the World Cup. It could be better, it's not. And you know, as soon as Argentina go out, I will stop watching it, like, I won't have really an interest in it then at that stage. But look, it's one that I don't think will be remembered too long in the in the history books. We have to see, I suppose, when it gets into the knockouts, there's a couple of surprises, and then yeah. you get big teams thrown up against each other early on. It might be, it might be one of those. Emma, how's your weekend been? Are you going to give out about the World Cup as well? No, um, I, I, I'm a bit like Keith. It's kind of more so on in the background, and I, I don't think I've actually sat through a full game yet. Um, but yeah, in terms of quality, it's shit. But in terms of being interesting and to, like it being kept interesting, like Japan going and beat Germany and then lose to. Oh, sorry, who was it? Japan beat yeah. Germany and then lost to Costa Rica. Yeah, uh, I was, was sick because I Costa Rica the sweep, and the worst team gets a few quid back, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on here?" But uh, yeah, but the quality—it's—it's uh, it's like there's been flashes of quality, but nothing, nothing—I don't think outstanding. Um, but it's just—it's kind of kept interesting with Argentina losing, Germany losing. There's no dead, like you said, there's no real dead rubber. So the, like every, even match day three. There's a nearly all to play for in a good few groups, so mm. yeah, it, it might it might pick up in the. Uh, I'm I'm with Keith as well. It's World Cup is summertime. It's sitting out your back garden drinking cans. Yeah. So um yeah, it's hard to get into it, but I'm throwing an eye here and there. Yeah. Well, look, we'll see how the World Cup goes. Um, we did do some watch alongs during the week, and we done some World Cup roundup shows, and we might do that again this week. We'll see, but we might try to draw a draft or a quiz or whatever's in there. Have to twist Keith's arm and someone else's arm to help me out with them. But we're going to go tonight on Jurgen Klopp's top five signings during his tenure from October 2015 to now. Um, I asked the lads to give me five players. They did. A little bit of variation in pick five. No variation whatsoever in pick four. I'm just going to let you know. And then from three, two, one, it gets interesting because there's multiple players all shifted around different positions, so it'll be interesting to see where they go. So, Shawnee, I'm going to start with you. Um, pick number five, fifth in your opinion, in Klopp's top five signings since he's been here. Who have you gone for? So, I went with Andy Robertson mm-hmm. as number five because, look, there's a, there's a whole myriad of reasons, but you look at the price and what we got, and what he's done since coming in, like it, it, it's one of the best Premier League signings yeah. of all time. Um, never mind Klopp, I think it's one of the best value for money signings we've ever got. Like he literally comes in, takes a little bit of time to break into the team, eventually gets in, cements his place, and then you're looking at someone who has been in the top, the top two or three left backs in the hole pretty much. Since now he's had a he's had a bit of a rough patch this season, but I felt he was kind of getting back to himself just before the end of the break. But um, right up there with the Ashley Cole for me in terms of how good he is, and he's won it all. And for eight million from Hull, having just sold Kevin Stewart there for for to eight for eight million, yeah, straight is, swap, more or less. Yeah, it's it's an absolute hoist. Of a transaction, like it, it should really be looked into by somebody because he done some job. Um, 
and he's been absolutely brilliant. I think Robertson on his day gets into every single side in world football and the character he has, um, he's a bit of a shithouse. He's just massive to this team, guy. He's massive. We see how important fullbacks are to this team and I think, look, if you could go back in the last four or five years and someone told you you could pick any player in the world to replace Andy Robertson or keep Andy Robertson, you're keeping Andy Robertson. Um, he's absolutely sensational. And at eight million, I think, look, it, it just goes to show how good the the recruitment from Klopp and his team have been since he's come in. That this fella is is only number five on my list. It's interesting because when when I seen Robertson on your list, I start thinking, you know, really good signing. A little bit surprised he was in there because there's some huge names, like in fairness and. But then I thought about it more and I went, hold on. If you look at Liverpool, basically over the Premier League, the whole of the Premier League, left-back has more often than not been a problem area. You know, Aurelio was a good left-back for Liverpool, but just couldn't play. Risa was a a decent left-back for Liverpool, but he just wanted to get forward. He wasn't very good defensively. You know, you go back to the likes of Julian Dix and fucking all sorts of messing going on. You know, Insua comes into the team too early. And plays too much, too young, and, and ends up just falling off a cliff. But Robertson comes in at eight million, and I remember him when he signed, and people were like, "Ah, oh, look at Liverpool uh, signing players for eight million, and you know, the, the laughing and and like he's genuinely the best left back in the world over the last four or five years, in my opinion. And then you look yeah. at the assists he has, and you're yeah. kind of saying, to yourself, "What? The? Like we talk about Trent's assists, and they're amazing, but Andy Robertson." Is he second in the all-time assists in the last five years in the Premier League or something? He's leading assists now for defenders in Premier League history. Yeah, but is he? I think um, he's second in assists in the Premier League overall in the last five years. Yeah. He, he might be. Yeah, I think yeah. he might just be behind De Bruyne. I yeah. think it's. Just, I think it's only De Bruyne ahead of him. But like, look at the money we had to spend on a fella to come in to deputise him. Twelve million mm. actually yeah. cost more. Yeah. So I've just got to show you how good of a, a sign it's been. Like. Robertson is and will always be one of my favourite players of this club era. I think he completely encapsulates what, what the team was about as well. Um, and he's coming around, he's recovering. And I still think he has a lot to give as well. I don't think he's... Uh, I think he's far from done. Um, he's absolutely brilliant. When when you see somebody with the walk rate and the quality to go with it, it, it it's, it's an absolute... It's a steal. When you see the money others have spent... On fullbacks, uh, but it's, how much? Like, exactly. how much are you gonna have to like? Uh, Kieran B says Enrique was decent, only for a short period of time. In fairness, Jonathan says he's a handful behind Leighton Baines with regards to assists. I think he's level with him now after level playing about one hundred and eighty less games or something like that. Um, but when you look at the money you'd have to spend on a left back to do that job now, you know, now don't get me wrong, you could go out and spend twelve million, and you could do the same again. But it's very hard to repeat something like that when you have a player that's gone in there, played that amount of games, won that amount of trophies, had that amount of assists and just is loved, you know, and like you said, he, he falls on everything players and gives him an old elbow and he, he laughs at them and all that sort of stuff and everyone loves that. Messi. Uh, yeah, Messi just pushed <laughs> him in the head as if he's like some fella in the park. You know, it's, I just think when you look, when you have Roberts on that list, you kind of go, could you argue it? Yeah, but at the same time, if you want to replace Mo Salah, Right, who's a phenomenal footballer? You're talking mad money. We spoke about it, didn't we? With contracts, and if he left, how much would it cost? 
it's going to cost you a huge amount of money to go and get somebody like Andy Robertson in. And he's not the flashiest player in the world, but to do what he's done with Liverpool over the last five and a half years now, um, it's just I just think it's it'll cost you an absolute fortune. Well, look, um, what, look, what, look what City paid for Cancelo. Was it over 50, 60 million? Look how many they had to spend to I, even I, get to I, that. I, yeah, and I don't even think he's, he's, he's as good. Um. Sorry, I was going to say Emma, but I have, I think, Keith second on, on the list that I'm going to bring up in a minute. Keith, you're number five. Yeah, my num- I, I don't have Robbo, and it was between Robbo and this player for me to get into the list. And I agree with everything Shawnee said. Robbo's one of my favourite players. He's an absolute snide. I love that about him. But I went for Joel Matip, and I went for Joel Matip because I feel the importance of Joel Matip for Jurgen Klopp. I think if you were to ask Jurgen Klopp about his best transfers, I think Matip would be right up there. Um, he's a player that he wanted. He's a player from Germany who he had deal, you know, Schalke and Dortmund would have been rivals and he would have been well well aware of Joel Matip. And I think he said before when he got to Liverpool and he realised he could get him, he was all over, all over Joel Matip. Look, the elephant in the room with Joel Matip is the injury record that he has. He hasn't played that many games, but... When he does play, he's he's nearly he's like a unicorn of a centre back, Joe Matip. Do you know what I mean? In the sense that he's such a good ball carrier. He's a good defender, he's a great defender. I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves as a defender, but as a ball carrier out of out of defence, he's he's probably the best in world footballer, if I'm being totally honest, you know. Well I I'd be biased about that, but I think you know, if people were being honest, he would. You'd be hard pressed to find a better one than Matip. But um, his injury record is the thing that holds him back. But I just feel as an important signing of the Klopp era, he comes in, he does well at the start, and then he sort of the injuries catch up with him, don't they? And a bit of form goes out the window. But he comes back into the team, and he's back in the team for the good times do you know what I mean and that that's what I uh, I love about Joel Matip he's, he's been there he's the go-to I think he'll always be the go-to centre-back when fit until he's no longer you know the main man I think Joe Gomez has been brilliant for Liverpool I just think Matip is a player that's a uh, Matip's a player that Klopp would always take or even Kanate is only now coming in that Kanate might leapfrog him but they've got their money's worth out with Joel Matip considering they played zero. And similar to what Shawnee said, you know, if you're looking for value for money, Andy Robertson and Joel Matip didn't cost a bean. Do you know what I mean? And and look at the service we're getting out of them. As I say, games played with Matip will always hold them back. But when he does play, I think his importance to the team, his importance to how he plays, his importance to his defensive partners and his importance to his goalkeeper, the pressure he takes off players by being able to take the ball in tight areas and run with it. It's a very, very underrated quality and he's just a player who I love and I'd put in there as as maybe not the best top five signings, but for me, one of Klopp's most important and I think he would be in Klopp's top five, so that's why I went for him. A lot of people in the chat are making... Um, sorry, Red Steve says, Keith's, Keith's trying to make up for punching at that giraffe by picking Matip. Um, and G10 says, Matip is class, but his fitness makes it a hard call to have him in the top five. Um I think that's the only thing that holds him back, you know, and, you know, I think it was 18, 19 where he disappears for half a season and Gomez comes in and is absolutely brilliant. I think mm. it might be 18, 19 and maybe it's 19, 20, but he, on the pitch, a brilliant, brilliant signing, a free transfer, 
you know, he came in and people were like, well, could he play defensive midfield? And he goes in at centre-back and he's never really let Liverpool down on the pitch. There's never a game, not, there's not many where I've come up, I've, I've watched them and I watched Liverpool game and that's all on Matip. Matip was absolutely appalling yeah. there. He usually, he's he's a 7 to 8 out of 10 centre-half most of the time and arguably our better centre-half last season. You know, um, yeah. Van Dijk coming back from an injury and you know, but Matip was absolutely brilliant, and and in fairness to him, his his durability has kind of improved as he's as he's aged a little bit, and that can only be good for Liverpool because I think Kanate is the natural successor there. I actually believe Kanate is probably the natural successor to Van Dijk, to be honest with you, um, and you'll probably see another centre half come in and um, in time take up that position where Matip is at the minute. But value for money, unbelievable. Possibly you could mark him down because of how durable he is and how available he is but on the pitch it's not like he's a player that comes on and you go oh for fuck this fella he's never on the fucking pitch and when he is you know you don't know whether you're going to get a 4 out of 10 or a 7 or 8 or 9 out of 10 you usually know you're getting 7 plus with John Matthew so it, it might be a bit of a controversial pick for me but I, I kind of see where you're coming from yeah um, and and he's a player who before we move off he's because the, the next person that we're going to talk about is the opposite of this I always find with Matip he can come in after an injury and hit the ground running. Do you know what I mean? He's not one that would take a few games really to get up to speed or a break away from the team and he takes a while. Matip usually slots in if he's if he's been out of the team and he comes in. He's usually like he hasn't been away. And that's the thing. I just think he's just an, an important player. One of Klopp's four signings. I think it was the first, the, the January, was it? After Klopp comes in and, and he, he got him or the summer maybe. Um but yeah, brilliant, brilliant signing. But we'll move on, on to the next player. And Keith's um, pissing all over my pick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is Keith on the Baileys or gone off? Mate? What, what the Baileys, the Baileys. Yeah. Baileys. Uh, yeah. Jeez, special Christmas occasion really tonight. Kicked in, hasn't yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell us what the special occasion is? Yeah, it's final of I'm a celebrity get me out of Arizona. <laughs> okay, right. I'll okay. go in my house tonight. All right, all right. Uh, Emma, go. Yeah, um... Both Matip and Rappo were in con- contention for my number four. I think the top the top four probably everybody's top four will pick themselves just depending on what order you put them in. But number five was the one that I was kind of stuck on. Um I thought about Rabo, I thought about Matip, and I settled on uh Fabinho. Um, um basically why I settled on Fabinho. But this this season aside, um I think he's been an absolute rock in the centre of our midfield. Probably Probably something that we missed since we lost Mascherano and probably didn't have, um, like go go gadget legs breaking everything up. Just a, a really strong spine in the team, uh, in front of uh, Allison and Van Dijk. Um, yeah, I just think he's probably he's lacked competition this season and it's probably been ran into the ground and overused. Look, go back to twenty twenty one. He's played at centre half for us. Um, so he's a little bit of a, a Swiss Army player as well, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm put off Fabinho now after listening to the other two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? No, I think you can make an. I think you make a great argument for him because. Like, you know, I, I wasn't going value for money or anything like no, that. No, well, no. Do you know what no. it was like when when I seen Fabinho come up and, and the other lads can jump in as well if you want. But when I seen Fabinho come up, I, I thought back to signing him. You, we've lost the European Cup final yeah. in Kiev. We were when you seen that game, you were probably looking for someone that a bit more of a controller in midfield and 
maybe where we were a bit hectic at times. And we loved that season. Don't get me wrong, it was a mad season. But we were probably looking for and bang, out of nowhere, Fabinho done forty odd million quid. And he comes in and let's be honest about it, in eighteen, nineteen, nineteen, twenty, he's phenomenal for Liverpool. Like Liverpool transition from crazy into more controlled and then in eighteen in eighteen ninety and eighteen nineteen and then nineteen twenty we just go into just complete dominance of football games and he is massive in it because we take risks and even when we take risks he's the one that's the linchpin where he's not the last line of defence but if you get by him we could be in a bit more bother and he was everywhere cutting off passing an awful, lot, a lot, an awful lot of balls up high as well he was he was, win- he was, he was winning balls high he was tracking back winning tackles cutting off passing lanes interceptions and not only that he brought to his game where he was a bit creative as well from a really deep line position I think he's a great show and seven, you know seven assists he has yeah I, I just I just I think he's been absolutely brilliant Keith I know what Keith's saying with regards to when he comes back he can take a little bit of time to get going but he works so hard in that team and do you know what he's not playing much in this World Cup I don't think he's played at all in this World Cup yet Um but it might be the case where he comes back and, and he's all good again and we see where he is because I wouldn't write, write Fabinho off yet. Lads, have a word on Fabinho before we go on. You had Just to get what D10 is saying there, he's saying was the, Fabinho was the signing out of nowhere. Yeah. Was Mark Oldbridge, that's his name, Mark Oldbridge did a, a video on YouTube wel- welcoming Fabinho to Manchester United and literally the day after or the, the following day, he was holding up a Liverpool jersey. Mm-hmm. That's that's another nice thing about Fabinho as well. Just going to uh, shout out to Keith's little ability there to get a little slide dig in after the bell. Regards I don't to... know. I don't know the rules on this. Is this going to a vote for who has the best list? So I just no. wanted it to be. No. <laughs> just in case oh well, look, just no, no, look, and, and thank God there isn't because you've started off heavy. And if you if we let you know that there is rules, God knows where this is going to go. But. <laughs> Not content, but absolutely ruining me on a glass. <laughs> yeah. But but Keith, um, <laughs> Keith, Shani, Fabinho, like he goes through patches of form, and I think this season, I personally think the the change in formation and the change in players beside him and the way Liverpool are playing, I think, has affected him a lot. You can't write a player like that off, yeah, can you? No, no, it'd be ridiculous too. You know what I mean? He's an excellent player, and Fabinho's another one. I, you know, I wasn't digging him out saying he takes so he does take a while coming back from these things, but generally he's been excellent for us. And the way I look at these lists is are they the, and the players we're going to talk about were sort of transcendent players in positions of need, and Fabinho was also that because Fabinho was in a position that we just needed a player to do that job. We had Emre Chan. You know, this fellow wasn't Emery Chan. He's he's mobile. He's he snaps into tackles. Do you know what I mean? And he he was a he was a solution to a problem. And he's been excellent for us. And look, people recency bias is a big huge thing in these. You know, people will look at him and say, "Well, what have you done for me lately? You've been stinking this year." But Fabinho was a great signing for us, and I think he will definitely be in the the great club signings for years to come. Uh, Shani. You fucking lick. Well, no. <laughs> he just takes it, just takes a few weeks to come back from a layoff. That's absolutely all. fucking torn. Indeed, there. I'm fucking telling you, fucking hell. Like. But Shani, when I at, at the at the game recently, I went over to um, against Southampton. I thought Fabinho looked a bit off, right? But then when Liverpool actually went and pressed Southampton as a unit, and I include 
Elliot and who was in Thiago. When they got on top of Southampton for it was about ten minutes in the first half. Fabinho looked back to Fabinho because he knew his players beside him are committing themselves and he knew yeah, where to be. He looks cost sometimes for me. Not even that. Well, look, like we we shouldn't even really, in my opinion, be be talking about what's gone on this season. I think when you're looking at these signings, you kind of look at from the day they come in mm. until now. Yeah. And if you look at Fabinho's yeah. Liverpool career, Byron coming back from injury, which is completely acceptable, by the way. Like it, it, that's it, that's normal. Like that can happen to anybody. You know, right? some of the best players of all time have taken players to recover from injuries. You don't all just walk back in. Like Fabinho has been a linchpin this team. Uh, I think it was a, surprise, a signing that took anyone by surprise because it was one of those where he was a, a mid a player emerging in Europe that probably had his pick of clubs to go. I mean, and he actually managed to nab him. And you look at the impact he had on the team. He's such a key component. And again, similar to Robbo, since coming in, like if you're looking over like a four or five year kind of a four or five year range in, in European football, like he's right up there. He's up there with your with your Rodri's or whoever else, Kimmich, whoever else you want to put in there. He's been absolutely sensational and he's won it all. And again, it was one of those players that come in and you instantly seen the impact he had on the team when he started playing. Because if you he 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 was another one like Robbo who didn't play yeah, really. A bit of, yeah, I think he, he makes a debut away at Arsenal and he's a bit of a mare for the so first he, half hour. And then he then he's fucking grand. We shouldn't like I would if someone said like if I if this was a top ten, he probably would have been number six for me. That yeah. and that's that's the truth because That's fair. And he's been so he's been so important. Uh and again, like I couldn't tell you off the top of the head how much we paid for him. And that's normally a good parameter if you've paid good money for someone. That the fee is the fee was never discussed. Cause he, he's just been he's been immense since he came in. And he could well regain form. I think maybe a shift the system with someone there to support him because I still do think he has an awful lot to give. I think where Fabinho is struggling at the moment is is more of a mental thing as much as it is a, phys- a physical thing. Because and just on the mental thing, then mistake. So look for me, like he said, in a long the long list of club signs that Liverpool have made since club come in, he'll be right up there. He's a fucking. A brilliant footballer, and it's not often those whole midfielders are a joy to watch. But he, yeah. when he's in full flow, he, he's absolutely sensational. One of the best penalty takers in world football. Just, just on just on the mental side of it, though, right? We all talk about in in January a midfielder. We need midfielders in because we need to do this that, and the other. How much of a boost does it give to the likes of a Fabinho, where he goes in and he's going, "I'm going to get a fella in here," and he runs all fucking day. Right, and he presses. He's a pressing monster. Like if you turn around to Fabinho and said tomorrow, by the way, well, Bellingham is signing on the fourth of January. Just for argument's sake, um, Enzo, what's his face, right off Argentina, good goal, you know. Um, but if if how much of Keith would that give a boost to like Fabinho where he knows another body's in that can that has an absolute engine on them, you know what I mean, and and can take a little, not a little bit off him, but put Liverpool back where they used to be, where they pressurised people and Fabinho just mopped everything up behind, rather than. Liverpool letting teams get hold of it in areas of the pitch where Fabinho looks exposed because he's the deepest of the tree. Yeah, like Fabinho, as uh, too many people are writing him off too soon, I think Fabinho and you know, maybe a bit of competition would be would be good. Um Hendo really is the the backup in there and 
you know, he he probably doesn't have the legs himself these days. But, you know, maybe it, it, it does take another player to come in and really, really put the pressure on. Because the great players don't mind competition. They'll look at a challenge and they'll react to that. A weak player will see competition and crumble. And I don't see Fabinho in that mould. I see Fabinho as a player who, a player will come in and he knows his strengths and he knows his abilities and he's confident, right? Maybe, as Shawnee said, it could be a mental thing with Fabinho and mental toweredness or whatever. And it's a case of, right, I'll, I'll just get this extra 5% and that's all he needs to do. And I would see that. That's why I sort of, when looking for a midfield player, I did want a, a defensive type of midfielder just to put that pressure on and to take him out if needed, you know, and arrest him because he does play an awful lot because he's so, so important to the team. So fucking important that, you know, he does need the competition, but he also needs a player that can give a good rest. That's why I was looking at the likes of Sangari or something like that. That could come in, wouldn't immediately take over, but would be able to relieve that pressure, but would have a bit of quality as well. Mm. Roy, you've all gone for the same player, number four, and I'm surprised I'm actually surprised he's not higher in the list. I'm going to be honest. But I'll give his all a go on this player. So, um, Emma, I'll let you go first. Yeah, he was higher. <laughs> My list has changed so much today. Uh, he was higher, then he was lower. He was actually even lower. Um, but um, I've gone for Mane in fourth. Um, I did have him higher because he was the player that came in and kind of nearly kick-started the revolution if you will. Um, but like when you look and, and when look, everybody's probably going to know what three are in front of them. Um, I just feel they've probably been slightly more important to us in terms of, and I don't want to talk about them, uh, than Mane has been. Mane is absolutely unbelievable. Um, like goal scoring machine. Uh, he's got, he's, he's won us so many games. Um, last minute at Goodison Park. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much, so the other the lads will have something to say as well. Um, but I just think he's only in for it because the the players ahead of him are, are so much more important than he than he is. Okay, Keith Sadio Mane. Similar to what Emmett said, you know, it's Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane is such an important player, and I know you don't look at Fort as a reflection of of a you know, a slight on Mane because of the players that are ahead of him. But he comes into Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp and he's his first big attack and signing. And his impact, he hits the ground from day one. He's, he's fucking amazing. Do you know what I mean? He's playing on the right wing. He's terrorising teams. And then we bring in Mo Salah and he switches to the left wing. And he doesn't moan about it. He just goes and does it from the left. He's a workhorse they bring in Luis Diaz and he's moved into the centre and he doesn't moan about it and he just fucking does it. You know, everything Mane was asked to do, he done. And he, he excelled in all of them. I know he was only six months really in the centre forward role for Liverpool. But, you know, what Mane gave, we we got every last ounce out of Mane. He gave us everything, never left that now on the pitch. And he's just down one of our best attacking signings of all time. You know, I think the trio, that air famous front three, all... All in their top signings of all time, like, um, and Sadio Mane is definitely, definitely up there. I just have him behind the other fella because of the digits, you know, the numbers just do it for the other fella, the sheer volume of goals. But look, 
Sadio Mane in fourth might seem like a slight, but it's not. It's really not. Like he's absolutely amazing. Shawnee, Sadio Mane. Um, the catalyst. I think if I was going to sum up, that's that would be the awards ideas. I think Sadio was the catalyst for an awful lot. And Jamawa, you know I kind of hope me for him fourth because, um, like I, like Pete said, it's not like it's a slight on him, but I just think he deserves the award. I think. He was an absolutely fucking brilliant servant for Liverpool. The numbers, the performances, the moments he had, his availability, how much he cost. We were kind of mocked for buying him. Everyone was kind of going, what are you doing? And he just Well, we were mocked when, after United were convinced they were yeah. signing him. And then when we signed him, we were mocked by Liverpool fans, by the way. Um yeah. Because Mkhitaryan had gone for four million pound yeah. cheaper to yeah. Manchester. But you know what? He came in and he just he represented Liverpool like like no other. He, yeah. he he always played with a smile on his face, even the way he left in the end. Um, you know, just so graceful on and off the pitch. And he's missed. You know, like he is fucking missed. I miss man eh? Being around, I miss seeing him on the inside and field videos and the inside training videos. He'd be one of my all-time favorite Liverpool players. And like Keith said, forget Klopp. You look at Shankly, Paisley, yeah. you you name all the managers. This fella is right up there in terms of one of the best signings Liverpool have ever made. And um, he's absolutely brilliant. I I can't play down his opponents to this team, but I think he's just unfortunate. Like all of this made me realize is how spoiled we've been. With the players yeah. we've had at the club, like we've had some of the genuine greatest players to ever play in the position at, at Liverpool in the last five to ten years, and, I, and I, I'd say even the most staunch opposition fans would would would, would agree with you through gritted teeth with the players that we brought in. Like Mane was fucking absolutely exceptional. Some of the memories, the back heel against Watford, the goal against. The goal against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Just some of his, his performances. He was so often the one who pulled us out of shit as well when we mm. needed it in the title winning season. I think he's actually our player of the year in the title winning season. So the one. I yeah. think he's our best player. Um, I think what he already was. He, he was. he was absolutely fucking brilliant. And honestly, if you gave me an unlimited amount of money <laughs> and told me you could take Sadio Mane back as the 26, 27-year-old that we got, I, t- I take him over nearly every other player in world football because he was absolutely fucking amazing for us. And uh, you know, I've, it goes to show I was genuinely hurt when, when I found out he was missing the World Cup. You know, yeah. because you get attached to these players. Um, and he's just fucking astonishing footballer. Absolutely astonishing. You you wax lyrical about John Barnes. This is probably be the way, the same way I feel about this fella. If I'm being deadly honest with you, and like Keith said, the only reason the other fella is because of the digits, uh, uh, and that, that's that's literally it. Um, I don't think there should be like a debate, Mane versus Salah. We were so fucking lucky, yeah, both of them at the same time. We were so lucky that Mane was gracious enough to spare, share the spotlight. And vice versa, Mo as well. The three of them just walked in tandem. And, and, and like we have to shout out Bobby, although Rogers brought him in and played him right wing back. Bobby is so key to all of this. But for me, Sadio Mane is an all time Liverpool great. And I don't think it's to say he's an all time Premier League great. I think yeah. he's an 
absolutely exceptional footballer. One who did everything he could to represent the club to the best of his ability from the very first day to the very last day. And, and that's literally all you can ask from somebody. I, I look out for him at Bayern all the time and I hate reading the stick that he gets from some of the fans because I think they were expecting a Lewandowski type player. But he's not a Lewandowski he's not type that. player. And, and he's playing, they, they started him as a centre forward and now he's moved back more to a, a wide forward which is where he's at his best, yeah. you know what I mean? But it doesn't matter what he does, if he's not scoring 40 goals, he's going to be bleeding. And he, he, won't, he won't get the love that he got but I can understand him wanting a new challenge and, and you know, all that, but he'd be very, very much missed and uh, love him, love the fella. I think Shani said it there, the catalyst, I think he's the man that lights the touch paper for Liverpool and Klopp. You know, it's it's probably Klopp's first big signing at Liverpool. You know, now that's an obvious thing to say because it's his first summer, but it's it, it was seen as a as a risk at 34 million or whatever it was. I think it was 30 million, I think it was, or somewhere around there. Um, you never know the official figure, but it was seen as a risk. I, I did like him, and I'm honestly, I only liked him off the back of the fact that Southampton beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the pissings of rain, and Mane started wide, went up front, and ran a fucking muck, and he was chasing everything down. I was like, what a fucking player this fella is. And this was before he was doing, I think it was before he was doing hat-tricks in about eight seconds and stuff like that i just loved everything about him with liverpool right hand side left hand side play as a 10 play up front anywhere he put his mind to anything but the thing i love there's goals and there's assists but the thing with Mane was if you wanted a foot race with him he'd go there if you wanted to be physical with him he'd fight with you all fucking day and if you want to stand off him, he's actually a really intelligent footballer when it comes to creating stuff he's not just people always thought he was just a speed merchant then people went why isn't he standing up that defender and just going by him? You got loads of that over the last eighteen months. Whereas he drop inside and like he plays that ball to Salah against United, um, in the four 0 at Anfield yeah, last season, right. where he's right. literally he bends, he twists his body in the most weirdest fucking way to clip one into Salah, and he like two thousand nineteen twenty when they win the league, he comes back from the I think it's the African Nations, and about two days or a day later he's coming on a sub against Norwich or Anfield. Yeah. Like none of this, I need a break. He just comes back, and goes, I'll play. You know what I mean? And I remember the, I remember the ovation he gets. What? He finished checking in the Ballon d'Or this year. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, I remember being at Anfield that night and the ovation he got when he came on, not just because he was Sadio Mane, but was like, this fella means business. Like, we lose the title by a point, and this fella's like literally off a plane and back at Anfield playing, and he was just, he's an absolute. A monster of a player for Liverpool, and so I'm not saying it all hinges on what his signing, but it just gives us the momentum where we go. We've spent that money, and look how good he is. And it gives us that bit of leeway where, with Firmino and with Salah when he comes in, that you know you have this fella, and he's just electric. You know what I mean? And he's been brilliant from day one to the to the last day. And I, I am gutted that he didn't make the World Cup because he probably won't get another chance. But an yeah. unbelievable footballer and it was another move from Southampton remember back then we used yeah, to get yeah, yeah, yeah. We, for signing Southampton Lana, Lambert Klein yeah. there's probably loads more. of them yeah, there's probably he more. was then they thought he was the next one yeah no. um, but uh, the freedom of Liverpool says his pace acceleration tenacity and big game performances was so big for Jay I couldn't have put a part of myself to be honest right. and he just had everything and he was great in the air he, he was brilliant absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant football for Liverpool and, and when you know what He's a massively appreciated now. I think when you go five, ten years down the line and that 
bringing these, you know, these shows on LFC TV, like 50 players that shook the cop. Um, he'll definitely end up in there because I just think he was unbelievable. Um, third position, um, Shawnee, back to you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I, I think I went with the other fella, did I? I'm not actually. Oh God, Johnny! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Let me see. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. Three for me is is Mo Salah, uh, the greatest Liverpool player of the Premier League era for me. Uh, for what he's done, like the number since he's come in, is astonishing. To be honest with you, um, we coin it. We, I think we, we took him for granted a little bit. And like Mane, he had moments where he really dragged us and probably didn't get the credit for it. Um, I think this, this, this season, we were badly affected by injuries. And that COVID season, that 10-game run, he, he's absolutely fucking electric. And he's been electric since he walked in the door again. Big moments again. Things that will stick in your head forever. Calm memories as a Liverpool fan. Winning it all. And... Um, so, someone luckily goes off in the fourth Champions League final in, in Kiev, where it could have been so much different. Um, but a match winner, a trophy winner, people might not be happy about what happened with the with the contract thing and all last year. We look at got <coughs> But for me, Sadio Mane, uh, Sal- Mo Salah is what uh, superlatives I ran out for this fella. Because he's just let the speechless so many fucking times. And I think he continue, he'll continue to do so. Um, he's still here. I still think he has an awful lot to offer. And again, when we look back, I think it was 35 million we paid for him, is it? 37, 30. 34 million it was because it did not break the record or anything Carroll held at the time, man. which was famous. Let, 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 let's be honest. Like, I'll be a genuinely talking about this fella being one of the best players in the world since yeah, today. It's like going out and buying a player for a fiver, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah it was like literally it. like... It's, it's fucking ridiculous that this fella is number three on my list, to be honest with you. Mm. But the reason will be explained. Okay. Um, because I do think... Uh, I think the two boys have an awful lot to thank Klopp for as well. I think Jurgen Klopp and Bobby Firmino have made something where these lads can really flourish. Now, don't get me fucking wrong. They've done that part. They have done that part. They've both been excellent service. But he just, he, he pips, he pips uh, Mane for me just because of numbers and, and moments again. And I think when he does hang them up and walks out of Liverpool, 
I think he's going to be our record goal scorer in the Premier League, definitely. It's highly unlikely he catches rush, but I think if you're looking at the Premier League area, he will hold all the records. Most Champions League goals, most Premier League goals for Liverpool. Um, he's in a, an astonishing signing for Liverpool to think value for money, fuck me. Like, literally. Like, Roma should have us up in court because it was fucking... <laughs> yeah, look... It's it's insane. Well, look, um, I'm gonna let the lads go in on their players now, but on Salah, he signed at the time, and if you remember, I think Klopp wanted Julian Brandt at the time, yeah, and um, he was kind of advised, "Now look, Salah's here at this money, and we think this, you know, we it's well known or well well reported." And Klopp says, "Right, okay, let's go, with Salah." And at the time, he was seen as someone to come in to be a backup to Coutinho, Firmino, Mane. And he comes in, scores on his debut away at Watford, I think. Start of 17, 18. And then just keeps scoring. But keeps missing a bucket load of chances at the same time. And then he scores that one at, Ar- at home to Arsenal. Remember where he robs um, that... What's your man's name? That plays at Barca now, is it? The right back. Heck, that Bellerin. Bellerin. I, think he, I think he robs him and goes through and scores. And from there on in, it was just goal after goal after goal. 44 goals he gets that season. And genuinely, if he takes his chances, he scores 60 goals that season. And he just never stops. And the amount of goal or uh, involvements, or whatever they call them, in the amount of games he has is absolutely phenomenal. And I'll, I'll say it to this day, I don't care how good you think Luis Suarez was. Mo Salah was being a much, much better player for Liverpool than... Um, Luis Suarez. I'm not going on talent or what you think of that one season where he was season where he's outstanding. Mo Salah will will have a much bigger legacy at Liverpool than Luis Suarez. Um, Keith, who did you go for number three? I went for the big man at the back. I went for Virgil. Um, and I'll be honest with you, my top three. It's no surprise he was in the top three, but the positions I constantly changed, constantly changed because I think you can make an argument for all of them to be number one. And I went with Virgil because remember, this is, is my argument from being the best, in fact, not never mind being told, but like remember before Virgil, Lovren's getting whipped after 20 minutes against Spurs. Like every corner we conceded was an absolute threat that we conceded. Every long ball into the box on 85, 86 minutes was a threat to concede. Teams knew we were a soft touch. And I know we have Matip in my top five signings and he was he was at the scene of a lot of these crimes. <laughs> but what Virgil van Dijk done was Virgil van Dijk comes in and overnight, instantaneous, there wasn't a bedding in period. Like that, Liverpool are no longer a soft touch. And he's not a tough player. He is a tough player, obviously, but he's not a you know a, a big blade grocky centre back that'd be throwing his face in where the horts are and like that. He comes in, he's the most elegant centre back you'll ever see. And all of a sudden teams can't get through Liverpool. How long was it before someone dribbled past him? Late in eighteen months or something. And then there was a big hill. There was a fella off Arsenal that did Nicholas that. Nicholas Pepe dribbled they done a special yeah. show on it, yeah. Yeah, first player to dribble by Virgil van Dijk. And then, and then he just He's... took the ball off him. Oh, yeah, he didn't get anywhere, you know what yeah. I mean? And there was so many, it wasn't it, against Spurs and was a son was going through and he just no, showed um, show I was... Um, your man, French fella. Yeah, um, Dembele, not Dembele, um, 
And that's the same for all of these lads, in fairness. Like, we all know who's going to be number two on one in my list, as we will know on all the other lads. But I could genuinely make a case for all of them as the best. And Virgil just, you know, it was a case of just where can I put these lads? And even include Mane, you know what I mean? You could have them anywhere on the list. But I just put Virgil in third because the other lads I'm going to make a case for being one and two. But, you know, this fella was just... The best centre-back in world football by a mile. Um, again, there's a team in all these signings in that everyone laughed at them. Everyone fucking laughed at them. And yeah. they, they never learned. Do you know what I mean? Man United fans made a song about him being a, a shit Phil, just a shit Phil Jones. And, you know, people are so quick to laugh and write off this fella, as they were with Mo Salah, as they were with... Uh, Sadio Mane as they were with Andy Robertson as they were with Fabinho you know they write them off and write them off but this fella just came in and it was just, as soon as he signed we went from being an absolute sieve at the back to being absolute water toy and that's the, the compliment for a one centre back to make that difference to a whole team it was just unbelievable we we nearly make a mess of it in the summer of 2017 yeah. um and you're kind of going, will we sign someone else? Because we, we knew there was problems there. And then you see the Spurs away game. We're beating 4-1 and we're all over the camp. And Lovren's going off. And you're like, Jesus Christ. We should have done something this summer. But Klopp perseveres and says no. And I, I think it might be, like, is it the 27th of December he's announced? Um, yeah, standing yeah, the Christmas yeah. tree. I remember being on the cans at the time. And I was very on the cans when it came through. But just, like, you, when you go and watch him, and the ball coming near him and the defender or the attacker running him, he just heads her over him and just takes her on the chest and starts playing football. He yeah. defends, he, he defends properly, he cuts off avenues, he's, he, he backs, he actually backs his teammates to do their job if he puts, if he, you know, gets attackers in certain positions. He's unbelievable. And like you said, people did laugh at it, 75 million, but we paid a massive fucking black pill tax on that, didn't we? Um, yeah. You know, it was 50 million at the time. And you, you, he's... Kev O'Sullivan said it there he's transformative he was just he's just un-fucking-believable and you know what he's not in the best form of his life at the moment but to be in the form he's actually in and to be out of World Cup after the injury he got and the form he showed last season is a testament to the fella you just feel that like you remember the time Atari tried to outrun him at Molyneux and he just <laughs> burned him alive like and just took it off him it was mad like and it's that sort of stuff where you just laugh your head off when you see it happening like you love you know, he gets to the corner of the six-yard box and he defends and he heads and he scores a couple of goals and he does that lovely switch and diagonal. And then you just see a Damatrari oiled up to the max, lashing yeah. it down the wing and mauling you and saying, I'll, I'll do this. And Van Dijk just strolls beside him and says, not a chance, bro, and just takes it off. He's been an unfucking believable sign for Liverpool Football Club. And at 75 million, Sean, he said it earlier about Southam was it Southampton should have up in court over somebody. Um, or Roma. Um, Southampton got robbed there as well, in my opinion. Um, Emma? Yeah, look, we've all got the, the same top three, but um, I've gone with Alisson 
at number three. Um, if it was based on this season alone, I'd probably put him number one. Uh, I think he's probably number three because of somebody that I've got slightly further up in terms of the last few seasons. He maybe hadn't got that much to do because of the other lad. And you're really only seeing how important he is to the team this season because he's, he's been needed probably more than, than ever. Um, but up there with... I would have had Clements as being our best ever goalkeeper. I think Alisson may have just overtaken him this this year. Not in terms of figures or anything like that, but in terms of importance to the team. Um, the best in the world... like we're All the, all these top five are, were probably the best in the world in their position. Um, at one at one point, well, bar Matt up there's a little deed back for uh, Keith. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, I, I know what's coming up, and I'm uh, I know what's uh, seen in the chat as well that people would have him number one. I think if he continues, if he stays for another couple of seasons and continues on the form that he has here now, he's probably. Moving up the list a little bit, I just think maybe the two in front of them have done that little bit more in that that time at the club, and to kind of justify their positions ahead of them. Um. Now you've all got a chance to show each other always our picks. Now, in fairness, so Shawnee, back to you, position two. Yeah, number two, we went for Big Bridge. Um. I remember like yesterday, the day we signed them, <laughs> I let out a yelp. I think it was primal. Um, in my boy's opinion, the greatest centre-half that's ever played the game, as far as I'm concerned. Um, this fella has transcended what it is to be. This fella will inspire the next generation of centre-backs. He's made kids torn up to Sunday league grounds and schoolboy football and say, I want to be a centre-back. Um, he let's be honest with you, Byron. This year, he's looked invincible as a Liverpool player. Even after the injury, absolutely invincible. We've seen what happened to him when, when we lose him. Um, but people turn around. Look, Mane and Salah scored about no the goals, but goals win game. Defense wins championships, and I think without number one and two on their list. We're nearly men under Jurgen Klopp. We're only ever nearly men. You don't win anything without these two. And I think, again, the fee bulked that. But if we had to pay double, I still reckon we would have out Southampton money because that, that's how good he is. Um, genuinely, I mean when I say he's the best centre-back I've ever seen. Like You laugh at forwards when you do stuff. I was laughing at this fella playing centre-back doing stuff. He made the game look easy. He played with slippers on for three and a half years at Liverpool in Europe. Across the way, a late bloomer. Obviously, don't see the very best of him until he's at Liverpool. But I think, unlike, I think Mane would have been very grateful to play for Liverpool. I think Salah would be very grateful for what Liverpool did for his career. I reckon we could have bought a lot of attacking players who scored plenty of goals, not taken away from the lads. I genuinely feel we were lucky to be able to get this fella. Because, I honestly, he's... Kevin Ball says there, imagine City got him. Yeah. It, we, yeah. We, yeah. They, honestly, he's, he's fucking incredible. And I can't wait to look back on his highlights thing, just taking the piss out of everyone. The way people talk about him, 
Yeah, you had Ferdinand and all Balkanam. I do, I do, I believe he's the best Premier League centre back of all time. He's the best centre back I've seen, personally. Even even watching him in the flesh, the zero fallacies. There was zero faults. Like his range of passing, his pace, reading of the game. He's so so important to this Liverpool team. Honestly, uh, like I dread to think where we'd be without him. And the only reason where we never really felt that reality where we are about him is because of the fellow I have at number one. So we, we'll get to that. But for me, Virgil van Dijk, number two, an incredible footballer, incredible servant. Um, coming in on top of it of him now because of his, his level of performance. But look, it's, it's allowed. But don't be deterred. This fella has been near invincible since he's walked in at Liverpool. Mm. I think the 75 million we pay for him, I think as well being paid back at this stage. I don't think he... Like, you could he doesn't know Liverpool anything for me, even at that price. Um spoiler alert, Keith and Emma have both picked Mo Salah as the number two. So um Keith, Mo Salah, then Emma, Mo Salah. Yeah, look. Mo Salah, you know. Again, I've said it a minute ago, the team of these players coming in was flop, flop, flop. Mo Salah plays for <laughs> Chelsea. Doesn't get a chance. Goes to Chelsea at the time from Basel. And I remember Liverpool were linked with him at the time. And he went to Chelsea. And, and it was a bit of a mad move because of the players they had in the, them positions. And he just couldn't break in. He was young. Couldn't break in. Goes off to Italy. Does the business. But not to the extent that we think that we're going to see when we sign him. So we're linked with him. We're signing him. As you touched on a minute ago, it's Julian Brandt or Mo Salah. And if you look at Julian Brandt, oh, Julian Brandt's a great player. And he's still very good. But he, he's a player who's dropped back. Do you know what I mean? He, he's not a, a goal scorer. He's actually playing more midfield now than, than a winger. And to think the difference between these two, it's, it's fucking night and day. Do you know what I mean? It's it's crazy to think that. But that's the beauty of Klopp. Is Klopp put his hand up and was like, you know, this. Uh, I wanted someone else. The boys pushed for this. Because I don't think anybody saw what was to come. No, no. In fact, nobody saw what was to come. It's impossible to have seen when we signed Mo Salah what we were getting our Mo Salah. The numbers are ridiculous. Every stat, every meme that comes out, every stat that comes out about a player, the best goal scoring record bar Mo Salah. Mo Salah yeah. The most right foot goals in Premier League history because Mo Salah's left foot. You know, it's 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 just ridiculous now at this stage they accept Mo Salah. I love and, I love the one where they try to compare um Aiden Hazard in the Premier League to Mo Salah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like Eden <laughs> yeah. Hazard was brilliant, but Eden Hazard had this thing where he was great for the season, fucked off for the season, came back for the season, you know, and but I don't think he I don't think he ever scored 20 goals in the Premier League season he no, could have done I think it Salah's worst season was but, more than Hazard's best and look they're different type of players Hazard's, Hazard in his day was a very skillful creative player Mo Salah is not really in fairness it's not his game but the pace you talked about the Arsenal goal and, and the video with that from the tunnel remember they're, yeah, they're yeah, in the yeah. tunnel and you see the crowds all on their feet because yeah. it's intercepted and you just see the blade road runner going boy yeah, and yeah, a load of lads yeah, chasing them yeah. it's one of the best videos ever and um, you know it. We, we, we've all spoke about Sadio Mane and, and the, the rivalry they had with each other to push each other because not only are they two of the best in the Premier League, two of the best in Liverpool, two of the best in Africa, and and we all know like the pride of of being you know Africa's top player and and to come from such sort of humble beginnings, but this fella has transcended sort of football now. He's he's 
he's on billboards in Times Square. You know, he's 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 a figurehead in the Muslim um, world, and he's iconic now at this stage. And look again, this this was me accepting speech from Al Salah as number one. He's he's the greatest forward in in my opinion that we've that I think he's the greatest forward. He'll go down as the greatest forward we've ever had, um, and. In Premier League history, I still think he gets overlooked. Longevity will always hold him back, and longevity is a thing that annoys me now because it's not really a, a thing these days. What a player does in that period now, their career now, and especially foreign players that come to England, they don't have to stay. You know, there's always a move and then another move after that. And I, I'm going to discount the longevity, but what Mo Salah has done, 44 goals in his first year, you know, thirties, twenties, you name it. He's just banging in goals. Last season, up to up to Afcon, he was outrageous. He was genuinely the best player in the world. Mm. And then it sort of it goes off. He the gets rails a double whammy. Him, he gets the he gets the the whole he gets the whole uh, African nations. Then the World Cup yeah. qualifier, and he's just getting battered from pillar to post. And he's played every minute in that African nations, and he's yeah. just wrecked. You know, but... and and if you watch, I remember we all watched that at the time, and we all said the same thing. Like Egypt, they're not a great team, and he was flogged to death. You know what I mean? It's mm. everything through him, through him, through him, and it was just as a player. Like you, you look at the, the goal scoring record, and and I'm not comparing him with Cristiano Ronaldo, but you know, people talked about Cristiano Ronaldo was the greatest Premier League forward of all time, and when you look at Salah's numbers compared to his, it's you know. It, it's outstanding. It's it stands up to everybody, in my opinion. You yeah, know, and you take into consideration the the time that he's playing, the teams season. he's up against. Yeah, and you know, it's not like he's only here three years. This is a exactly. Season. You know, he's going to be here. You know, eight years probably before we're looking at a contract situation again. And I just think the fella is is going to go down as as one. And again, it's we said about the mocking when we signed him. People were delighted when he had a dip in form as well. You know what I mean? The rival fans. They're all delighted with Mo Salah, and that tells you everything you need to know. Like terrified of the fucker, mm. unbelievable. Um, seventy-five likes so far. If we get to hundred, we'll give away a beanie hat. If we don't, Shani's gonna give it away to someone. We're not himself. revealing our number ones if they don't. No, we, we have to. We have to get out of here. Me and Shani have to play FIFA. Um, no, we we'll leave them hanging. We we'll leave them. Well, hanging. we're not leaving me fucking hanging. Me and Shani play FIFA every night. We can finish the show. We won't tell them who number one. Is. Oh, okay, fair enough, right? I'm with you. Yeah. Sorry, Keith. Apologies. Um, you ruined that. Um, like, Mo yeah. Salah yeah Shall look we? I like how everything that Keith and Shawnee said the numbers speak for themselves he's he's a one man record breaking machine he's broken nearly every record there is to break he's, he could have a goal of the season competition by himself uh, some of the goals he scored the goals against Watford the goals against Man City that one, one that kind of sticks out to me even is the goal against Chelsea where he kind of comes in yeah. on the left and just absolutely batters it into the top corner um, yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying he's, he's our best forward player ever, um, but he's definitely in the top three anyway. I oh, would say. a little dig back for the being oh, a little no, dig there. Every little dig is just diluted, you know. It's it's feels it's diluted. Again, Keith has mentioned it an awful lot, and it's most of these players. When they were coming in, he was a Chelsea reject. Do you know what I mean? And you're right, he was he didn't come in to be a starter. And Keith said it, uh, there was people that didn't want him in. There's 
I, I still have screenshots of tweets. He comes in. Doesn't, doesn't he come in? He was coming in? Doesn't he come in and make his debut against Watford? It's the same game that Coutinho has a back problem. Am I right? Yeah, because Coutinho that season, yeah, the three and Salah starts start off. Yeah, and yeah. he all scored. The three of them scored in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, look, it's it's been brilliant. Eighty-two likes. We've eighteen likes to go before I ask the question. Um, Sean, you'll know the answer to the question. And there's going to be a question, and the fourth person to get it right will win the beanie. Um, before we move off, yeah. before we move off, sorry, Kev mentions his Salzburg away goal. Never gets mentioned in his. Oh, where he goes around the keeper and he's on the end line and he's on the blade end line. And Roy it's his Roy Foot. Foot. Yeah. It's his Roy Foot. Yeah. Some of his best goals were with Roy Foot, and yeah. it's one that always gets forgotten. What a goal! Unbelievable. Um, right, we're down to, um, we're down to our top. Well, our top player. Um, Shawnee, speak to me about your top player before we go. You there, Shawnee? Leaving you hanging. Well, Shawnee's froze. Shawnee's froze. He come back to me. Uh, Keith, speak to me about your top player before we go. Alison Becker, to me. Um, again, I, I've said it on all the all switch positions. It could have been any of them at any given time, but Alison Becker for me. And again, this is all Liverpool, you know, cheerleader with me pom poms. To me, he's the best goalkeeper we've ever had. And Ray Clements, the longevity for Ray Clements was a thing that in the 70s and the 60s into the 80s, you played a decade with a club. I think he's the best keeper we've ever had. I think he's the best keeper in the Premier League history as well. I think I wouldn't swap him for for Prime Schmeichel or Prime Czech. They were both great keepers. But Alisson is just... That's probably a really good show, actually. He's outrageous. Like this fella, he scored a fucking header and the header was ridiculous. He's given me the best moment of supporting Liverpool and that's that goal. Like I see it now, right? And I fill up. I don't really, but you know what I mean? You get a little bit emotional watching it when they do the Rocky music and all, you know what I mean? Mm. And they show the interview because he just lost his dad. Like everything about this fella, he's, he's a fucking good looking bastard. He's... Shawnee Lawson's doppelganger, you know, but we won't mention that. But um, he's he's outrageous. He, he's he saved us. He's. I said Virgil van Dijk when we brought in Virgil van Dijk, we stopped being a bleeding soft touch at the back. But we still had Carius in the Champions League final. Do you know what I mean? Who cost us? And the choice was Carius or it was Mignolet. And what we needed to do was we needed to go out and get best in class, and we went and got best in class, and. 50, what was it, 63 million or something was it we paid for them? 60 something? No, it was 60, 67. 67 or 68. 67. Kepa goes about three days later, yeah. 71 or 72 yeah, or something. Yeah. He's, the, he's know, the most expensive goalkeeper in the world for about 48 hours, I think. But that just took the pressure off him and all. Like it's, he's won us more games, you know what I mean, than some strikers that win your games. He's he's just absolutely outrageous. They, they, as I say, they the save against Napoli in the Champions League, we go on. The header against West Brom is the best moment I've had following Liverpool. The save against Southampton two weeks ago was just... Every game, Gav. Every, we've said that a million blown. times. He makes the ridiculous look normal. He normalising shit. It's, it's ridiculous what this fella is doing. But he comes in 
and he just changes everything. And he's he's a humble fella. He's a quiet. He's not a. He's not. A, you know these head case goalkeepers. People always say you have to be a bit mad to be a goalkeeper. And I know he was doing coming out and doing the little drag backs. He got caught out, but it doesn't phase him. Nothing f- seemed to phase him. He'd make a mistake, and he just gets over, it and he gets on, and he does comes back stronger. And I just think you know without him. That, He's, he's the best I've seen. He's the best goalkeeper. I just uh, my young fella is no is eight. Sorry, I'm forgetting his age. He's eight. Mm-hmm. It's that babies, and uh, he, he's always asking me. He's mad into FIFA, right? And he, he loves all the icon teams. And he's like, uh, Schmeichel, what was he? I'm like, yeah, he was, he was great. Yeah, I hate giving them praise. You know what I mean? And he goes to all these players, the old players and all. He learns about Le- Levy Yashin. And not that he's in FIFA or but he knows the Yashin Award is the best keeper. And all he's asking me. And I always say, like, while looking at the best keeper now, he stands up to everyone. Do you know what I mean? He's he's beaten off. A few years ago, there was the Ederson or Allison thing. Now, that's not mentioned anymore. Man City fans fucking hate Ederson. Because he was a, not a flash in the pan, but they thought he was something. And he wasn't. Allison has just been consistent, and we're talking not a consistent seven. We're talking a consistent nine. This fella is just absolutely outrageous. He's one of the best signings we've ever made. He's one of the best signings again in Premier League history, and sixty-seven million bargain. Absolute bargain. Shawnee, you went for Allison Becker as well. Go on. Importance. The main thing that comes to me when I think of Allison. Every other player in that list have had lulls in the Liverpool career. This fella hasn't. He's had Ricks, and then he's gone on to have brilliant games after Ricks. You know, he again, he's the best, the best goalkeeper Liverpool have ever had. Um, and if you want to put me on a debate show with opposition fans, the paint whether he's better than the rest of them, I, I absolutely will. Mm. Um, I can make that happen. I think football. Like you think about what scratches are itch when you're thinking about football and you look back and you think like oh no, no. for example, the time we're in now, you're thinking of moments and, and what moments mean to you in football. Who's given you more moments for Liverpool than Alison Becker since since Klopp walked in? apart from Klopp himself. Uh, and I I'll, I'll go out on a limb saying this here, saying we could sign Van Dyke, we could sign Mane, we could sign Salah, we could sign every midfielder we missed out on, we could sign every other centre-back we would have missed out on. If we don't sign Alisson, you probably don't win uh, yeah. the All the moments, lads, I think, about go back and watch the last 10 minutes of the Champions League final against Paul. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's art. Yeah. Like, it, the fella controls the game from, from goal. He controls the game of football from the net. Honestly, he's... Absolutely fucking. Oh, I love the bounds of the bastard. And we all cried with him. When when everything that went into that West Brom moment, what had happened to him, what he gave up, what he sacrificed, what we've learned recently, that he knew had he went to mourn, that he probably wouldn't have been able to play for the rest of the season. And, and when you look back at what, you always look, it's like, what have you done for me lately? It's like, what did you do for me at all? Alison Becker sacrificed, I'd say, more than any one of those lads to play for Liverpool. And he's never, ever, ever let us down. He's he's a goal in my eyes. Goals, assists, big save. 
gets us out of group gets gets us out of group stages against Napoli. The big save, the countless saves he makes in nineteen twenty by just being absolutely fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, honestly, I, I run out of parallels for this fella, but when you when you say to me, without him, the ship might not sink. But I tell you what, the ship doesn't get to the fucking top. That that's for damn sure. As good as all the rest of them were, this fella is sublime. He's absolutely sublime. I've never seen a keeper as good as him one on ones. His, his distribution is ridiculous. It's commanding of the area. And again, it comes back to the old saying like with the left back, we were tormented with shy goalkeepers for years. Um, I'll never forget it. The night of Kiev, we were standing down in, in Stoutman's and Andy Young asked me on the stairs because you, you know the way Andy Young is. He he row in behind. He, he he's the, like he's an ultimate supporter. Like when everyone was so fucking mad at Carrius that night, he was like, "Who the fuck do you get?" And I remember saying to myself, "We just have to go and get your man, Allison." And again, similar to Virgil, I feel we are so fucking lucky that this fella came to play for Liverpool because very like the too many situation in the summer that the too many's actually come out himself and said. He, he came out and said it there last week that Liverpool was the other team in from. He was so, so close to going to Real Madrid and they opted for Courtois in the end. And and, and that opened up the chance for him to come to Liverpool. And I'd imagine Chelsea he looked, as well. And he Chelsea, said it this I, week. He said it this week yeah. that Chelsea were in heavy for I'd him. imagine Alisson looks back with absolutely zero regrets because <laughs> he's going to go down in Liverpool. He's, he, again, he'll go down in Premier League folklore. And I just hope he has more titles because he absolutely deserves them. He's won absolutely everything. And again, he's had the humility to to give up a spot for Kelleher in finals and, and, and Adrian Super Cup. And you could see how happy he was for them boys as well. So I just feel like we're fucking beyond blessed that this fella represents Liverpool. And I think if Brazil do go on to win the World Cup, He's going to be huge, and I have no doubt about it. This fella is genuinely one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time. He's, he's an ap- he's yeah. an absolute game changer. Like he's, you know, you can you look you go back and look at Liverpool with Clements, and and we're all looking back on videos and stuff. Like that, and I've watched loads of them, but the big thing about Clements was is that Liverpool had very little to do defensive wise in a lot of games, but Clements was always ready, and Allison's the same. Especially when you look at 18, 19, 19, 20. And even in 2021, when we're not great, he's still a big fucking player for us. You know what I mean? Last season, huge again for us. You're right. He, he doesn't have a problem with Kelleher playing in cup finals or wherever it might be. There's a lot of clubs out there that say, no, he's back in for that. And, you know, and he's not. He, he's no problem with that. I, again, he's another player where I, the price doesn't fucking matter because he owes you nothing. And the only thing I hope, the only way I see. If you were to say to me, is there any good way for Alisson to leave Liverpool is if he goes home to Brazil because he always seems that sort of fella that would go, like to go home and, and I'd hold nothing against him. I'd hate to see him playing for anybody else in Europe though because uh, A, you wouldn't be playing for Liverpool and B, you'd have to probably play against us and he's just a monster. Um, one-on-one, he's coming out like all in black. You know, He's even wearing the bleeding tights and everything now. He's oh, yeah, to- I forgot to mention as well, he's absolutely fucking gorgeous. He's as well. phenomenal. And then and like, he turns up at Anfield a couple of yeah. weeks ago there and he's shaved and he's baby faced yeah. and people are like, isn't he gorgeous? Oh. And he just rocks he's up with a fucking he looks like TJ Hooker going around the World <laughs> Cup now, he's just unbelievable. Um 
Emma. Before we move on, before we go, before we go, no, before we get on to Emma, before we get on to Emma, just on on Alison, like when you look at and it's not digging out Kepa, but we spoke about him being the record for Alison's a mentality monster, and if you look at how Kepa's Chelsea career went, the pressure and how he sort of crumbled, mm. and if you look at the League Cup final last year when he's all over the shop when he comes on as their specialist, and we've been so lucky with Alison that he's just been the epitome of mentality monsters that Klopp talks about. Mm. I think he's unbelievable. Um, anti-climax, Emma, walk away. Who's, who's your number one pick? I went with Van Dijk as the number one. Um, and basically because I think Alison was probably the final piece in the jigsaw. It was only like... it was. That's that size of a piece. Whereas the change that Van Dyke I felt had on the team was massive. Allison, don't get me wrong, like has had a huge impact on the team. But the transformation of the team when Allison came in, I just think relaxed everybody. Van Dyke. He gets this oh sorry, Van Dyke, sorry. Um yeah, you, you hear people saying that he's a, a jockey merchant and he never had to put in a tackle. Another very good defender, famous defender, Maldini said, if he has to make a tackle, that means he's made a mistake. So defenders don't need to be making tackles to be good defenders. And Shawnee said it, and Keith has already said it, an absolute Rolls Royce of a defender. Probably up there with Alan Hansen. I think I've said it on the pod before that maybe I think I think the handsome maybe just edges it a little bit with with him coming kind of playing coming out with the ball at his feet probably a better on the ball than Van Dijk, um, but in terms of um, Virgil, uh, yeah, he's just the, the effect that he's had on the team is unbelievable. The the best the best kind of we you touched on Sissoko and others earlier on and Pepe trying to go, go uh, dribble around him. But the best moment and it was only last season was when Latoro Martinez gets the ball and he's through one on one and he looks up and it's Van Dijk. In the San Siro. And yeah, not uh, was it? it? Was. was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the first leg, and, was, and he was... literally, literally looks up, sees Van Dijk, and decides to start running for the corner flag. Like, yeah. It's like that. What kind of an impact is that? Yeah. Like, and Martinez is not that bad of a player. Like, do you know what I mean? We no. has that effect where lads got right. I'm not even gonna fucking try here. I'm mm. never here. You're heading for the exit. Well, look, top five, Shawnee, <clears throat> Robbo five, Manny four, Salah three, Van Dyke two, Alison one, Keith has Matabin five, Manny four, VVD in three, Salah two, Alison one, and Emma has Fabinho in four, five, Manny four, Alison three, Salah two, Van Dyke number one. We are allowed give away a beanie hat because you got over 100 likes now we're going to change it up a little bit as the week goes on because this is for the live viewers um and then during the week we do for stuff in the comments and then people listening on on audio we'll try to do something for them so we can spread it around a bit but the question is and the first person to get it right and the likes of kevin sullivan and chris back you're not allowed fucking info, right? <laughs> but the question is and shawnee will know the answer because it's it's from a famous shawnee saying Garrett Southgate's idea of a really good night on a Saturday night is doing an audit of what? All right, first one. Throw it in there and we we'll see how we go on. Uh, Kieran Beast is what's your top five, Gav? Um, I'd, I'd have Manny a bit higher, but you can't really argue around if you want to put Alison, Van Dyke, Salah, first. You just really can't. They're unbelievable. I think I'd like to give a mention to Wijnaldum. I think when Alan was huge, 
for Liverpool as well. He doesn't he doesn't get into the top five there tonight, but when Alden was um was ridiculous for Liverpool as well, right up until the time he left. Um but look you can make arguments, even any top five, any top five at all, um you can you can make arguments. Um Tor says his socks. No, he doesn't do an order on his socks. No. Um Avo says ham sandwiches. It's not an order on a ham sandwich. Um do you all think it's your socks? It's not. The answer is not socks. I promise. It was, men- it was mentioned in the in the telegram last night as well. And there's yes. a lot of people in there in the telegram. Yes. G ten says cocktail sausages. No. But he Johnny did say he would order cocktail Garrett Southgate would order cocktail sausages <laughs> off the menu. Um, off the kids' menu. Pot, I, see, I was saying pot noodle and a wanker. I think that's even a bit exotic for, for El Southgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southgate wouldn't be into that. That's way too yeah. exotic uh, for him. Yeah, he says a few Hail Marys at the end of the bed and gets into them. I'd say he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Waistcoats is not the answer. Waistcoats is not the answer. Um, look, well, people are lashing it in there and we see who comes up first um, with the answer. If you don't come up first, we're just giving away two tomorrow. Um, but rest of the week, look, the World Cup's still going. has made me aware how much shite I talk in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've still come out with the best line ever where you said I'd rather watch me dagger out of the bat, which is probably the best thing we've ever You could do a show on Sean, he's one line. Yeah, yeah, we could, yeah, we could. We should sell it for Christmas, you know, for a kid's stocking filler. You know, yeah. imagine giving <laughs> yeah. it to your child as a stocking filler. Go back filler. and snip them and have them as your message. Yeah. When yeah. the yeah. sends you a message. Um, not, no, people, people haven't got this show. I can't believe they haven't got it. But the rest of the week, look, um, there has been um, watch-alongs and there's been update shows on the World Cup and we'll try to do a few of them throughout the week. All right, we will, but we're going to try to throw some Liverpool stuff in there as well. Might do a quiz, might do a draft. We'll see where we go um, when we talk to everyone tomorrow, see who's available throughout the different nights, what they can do, what they want to do as well. And we'll keep that going. Um, go and check out um, we are Liverpool.ie because air hats or bubble hats have landed there. Um, they've literally a handful of them left. And in fairness, he got them in and he's shipped out everything. Um, between I think Friday night, you shipped them all out. Um, so it was uh, it's a really good service. It's in and it's out. And even the free ones I've given away to um a few kids that we know. Um, that's going out tomorrow morning. So. It's all good. Shawnee Noble. Oh, Dazla wins go. it. There you go. Dazla wins it. His cutlery draw. Correct. <laughs> Garrett Sauquet on a good Saturday night does an order on his cutlery draw. Dazzler is the he winner. He thought it was his jocks now. No. <laughs> Shawnee said it a few times. No, no, no. It wasn't his jocks. It was definitely his cutlery draw. So Dazzler wins. Um, Dazzler, do us a favor. Um, will you please leave a comment? after the show in the comments after please and then we will get in contact with you from there so if you leave a comment there and drop us an email lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com and we go through the process of making sure it's you and it's all good and we get that beanie hat out to you um, literally as soon as we um, sort that out we can let uh, Gav at weareliverpool.ie know and he'll have it out in two shakes of what, what's, what tail do you a lamb's tail a lamb's tail is it okay um, could have said something really bad there but I didn't Um Emma, anything else before we go? No, no, all good. All good. Keith, anything else before we go? No. Any no, any music uh, recommendations for the week, Keith? No, I've been I've been listening to uh, a lot of nineties rock music. I made a oh. Spotify playlist for nineties nineties plus rock, but it's all a lot of shit. Like it's. Uh, I sent you um. I sent Lincoln you Park the Cranberries. Yeah, I like uh, the Cranberries. Yeah. the other day. That was good, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was great. Yeah. I like the Cranberries. They never get a good mention. Zombies are a great song. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Cranberries are good. See, it's mad, like, my uncle is mad into looking at TikTok shit and all this, and he comes out with these songs, and he's, you know, he's he's gone big into Rick Astley, and I don't know how he's got into Rick Astley. Um, but, yeah, so that's been on a fair bit in Airhouse as well, you know. But, um, yeah, a lot of rock music. I love rock music, and tomorrow I love reggae music, and the next day I love, you know, Motown. It, it chops and changes, but rock at the moment, yeah. Um, Will you lash on a bit of Crystal Swing or that, no? Ah, yeah. Why no. not? <laughs> and there's no Crystal People Swing. Go and check out the videos them. of Crystal Swing. What was the song? Um, uh, he he likes the key drinks. He the key drinks. Johnny knows it. He has to see. Yeah. He has the moves. And he has the moves. Yeah. For now, I listen. A loyal ambassador if you had said you wouldn't have a knockoff yellow one. I tell you, I tell you, already did. Come here. And if you're feeling if you're feeling down in the dumps at all this week, what to do is type in. Uh, type into YouTube Pat Kenny Mattress Mick where uh, Pat Kenny calls an actual human Mattress um, because he <laughs> believes that's his first name which is still one of the best videos on YouTube of all time plus with the toy show being on I seen a video the other day of Pat Kenny talking to a young plot on the set while he's playing um, uh, Lara Croft the Tomb Raider um, on a PlayStation 1 and it's like oh it's real realistic pattern all and he's gone on like this and the next while his door opens and it's like this Lara Croft figure comes out and just pure Model. silence yeah man just staring at her as if he doesn't know who it is so um, check that out it's absolutely amazing Sean anything else before we go no that's it uh good show enjoy that good talk about Liverpool again you actually made me yeah. miss the rest a little bit yeah uh, to be honest with you Um can't wait to see what the world of Twitter brings next week. Last last week was very confrontational. I'm telling you, <laughs> I love yeah. it. I'm waiting on it. I, yeah. I'm caught in these waffles. Chinese bang up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know me handle. Give me a shout. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and don't be a sausage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, everyone's there's a lot of sausages yeah. out there. Sean, the he's moment. just proclaiming everyone's a sausage at the moment. It's a great word. For, and, for and, and you know, I keep an eye out because. They're gonna tell us tomorrow how they all know about this new doctor fella yeah. that came tonight. So yeah. we'll, uh, yeah, Doctor we'll Hook. When sure. you're in love with a beautiful woman, hey. that's sure. That's what was your man off? What was the doctor of the Simpsons? Doctor Nick Riviera. Yeah, that's yeah. who Liverpool have in. Doctor uh, Leg from EastEnders. <laughs> Leg. Jake Semester <laughs> says new club doctor. The title is on. There you go. Um, and of course, because we brought in a new doctor, that means Liverpool won't be sold now because that's how the game works. You bring someone in, they're not being sold. You let someone go, yeah. definitely selling. That's how we're working at the minute. But listen, that has been the fatback for Klopp's top five signings, brought to you by Shawnee, by Keith. And by Emma. Well done to Dazzler for winning the uh, beanie hat. You really like it because of their quality. And um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with something at some stage. Keep an eye out. Like on your way out. Subscribe. Turn the bell icon on. All that sort of stuff. Dazzler has to stick a comment in after the show and send us an email and we'll sort him out. Thanks a million to everyone for watching. Over now. Podcast Network.